the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast opens the conversation to the contents of my book, You Don't Have to Be Perfect. We uncover and remove false beliefs that hold us back and focus on living in the truth. It's Vanessa Liu, your host of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, an authentic space to talk about life as a perfectionist in truth and love. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Rachel St. Germain. She's a full-time writer and works on her blog and social media spaces to help her readers overcome self-doubt insecurity, and fear so they can give up all the striving and live purposefully as their true selves. I am so thrilled to have you here today and instantly considered you a soul sister. Yeah, Vanessa, I just have to say the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. You and I were talking earlier and just gosh, when perfectionism just sucks the joy out of life and it's just so profoundly helpful when we hear other people name the things that we're struggling with because then it helps us overcome. So I just am so thankful to have found you and met you. And I just think we have a lot of the same things that we want to speak truth into other people's lives. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was looking at your um, website and about the whole true selves, I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> that is at the top of my website, like finding your true self or living as your true self. I was, I was just like, wow, that is super close. <laughs> yes, very close message here. So, um, you speak openly about the fact um, that you have a personal struggle with perfectionism, and mm-hmm. that you believe it contributed to the development of an eating disorder. So can you share how these two struggles are linked? Yeah, absolutely. So I would have to say that most people who struggle with an eating disorder at one time, usually before they even started to develop an eating disorder, have huge struggles with perfectionism. It starts there, in my opinion, it starts there and it kind of develops into um, struggles around food. But um, one of the misconceptions I think people have about eating disorders is that it's very vanity sought after for like the thin ideal, people just want to look pretty. But really what it starts from is the sense of low self-esteem and self-doubt and just self-worth issues, kind of similar to what I would think perfectionism kind of is telling us too, that lie that you're not enough and you need to go out and become enough by doing X, Y, Z. Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know if there's really a an answer to why certain people develop eating disorders. I do know that there is scientific evidence that does show that some people are just, um, they have the biology. We are just predisposed to develop them. And um, I think the saying that I hear a lot is that biology loads the gun and circumstances pull the trigger. So Mm. some of us may be genetically predisposed to that, but don't necessarily develop into a full-blown eating disorder. Um, but, you know, even even after overcoming struggles with food, I think people that have had an eating disorder 
people still have struggles with perfectionism and just have to, you know, it's an ongoing thing that we just Mm -hmm. keep, keep at it and trying to remind ourselves of what we want to be striving after. Yeah. And it is, it's very important to, you know, I want to remind my listeners that it is a continual process because being a perfectionist, when you, when you are trying to not be one, I have found so many times that in not trying to be a perfectionist, I'm being a perfectionist in not trying to be a perfectionist, right? So yes, I got to do this and this and this and this so that I don't do that and that and that and that. And it's so silly. And then I'm, I'm still feeling the negative effects of perfectionism. And then I freak out, you know, because I'm like, how is this happening? I'm doing so good. I shouldn't, (laughs) I shouldn't be dealing with this. And then I laugh because, and now I can, now I can notice it a lot sooner. I'll be, uh, and I just kind of laugh at myself. Oh, no, no, no. That's, you need to, you know what you need to do right now? Just surrender. Just surrender. Yeah. Right now in this moment, just who, take a deep breath, talk to God, just let go. And so for me, um, I thought that maybe a connection between the two is the control aspect. That was the first thing I thought of mm-hmm. because with perfectionism comes a lot of control. You have a lot of people that, I mean, even people that don't even know what a perfectionist is or don't think that they're anywhere near it, that struggle for control is so huge. And until we can learn surrender, we're not going to be free. Because yes. we're not in control. Any control we've ever had is only perceived. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yes, okay, we can choose which thought we're going to think on, and that's fine. But in the big picture, God's the one who's in control. And so when I can remember, well, <laughs> when I can remember that, I'll say, um, that's where my freedom comes in. It's like, whew, God's on the job. God's on the job. It's not up to me. I could do A, B, C perfectly, and the equation still will not come out correctly if that's not the will of God. Yes. And I've learned that lesson the hard way too many times to do it again. I'm like, nah, I'm done with that one. (laughs) I'm done with that one. I'm going with surrender. Well, it's so true. And it's, it's kind of like this. I always think of it as this grasping, your knuckles are clenched. And what we really need to do is just hands up and open and just mm. receive from God. Because I think the lie that perfectionism tells us is that if we do the right things, we'll be safe, we'll be secure, yeah. we won't have suffering, we won't have hardship. But really, that's just a lie in of itself. It's more of a, what I like to think of it now is, you know, we're going to go through suffering and to try to, instead of trying to avoid that, trying to that, to change my relationship to suffering and to be able to build that perseverance and endurance to go through hardship. I am just over here amused because I feel like you're speaking my exact words to me. I, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. This is what I've written about. You know, it's, it's all throughout the pages of my book. And like, it's just, it's cracking me up because every single thing you said, I'm like, that's it. That's exactly what it is. We're trying to avoid this, this pain. Um, and instead, we're actually destroying ourselves yeah. through these, these habits that are super destructive. And um, it's because our goal is a lie, because perfection does not exist. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's the wrong thing to strive for. So super funny. I love it. Um, so what encouragement and pieces of truth from God's word do you share with your readers to help them break out of the bondage of perfectionism and live as their true selves? Kind of a big question for you, but I think you can handle it. So my overall arching goal for writing and for helping people through their own struggles is to help them see and bring awareness to the thoughts and the feelings that are lying to them Mm -hmm. and to learn how to, first of all, feel their emotions and to actually sit with it versus trying to avoid or distract or numb away. Mm -hmm. And then also to really just change the relationships to their thoughts and feelings and to recognize that just because we have a thought or a feeling doesn't mean it's true. Mm -hmm. And to kind of more have an approach of curiosity of bringing awareness to it and asking yourself the question, you know, is this true? And where does it, does it line up with God's truth? And the two main, main lies that kind of overcompass a lot of the things that we believe is um, so one number one is our society is telling us that we're not enough mm-hmm. and that there we need to keep striving and you have, have to do all these things you know do be look like be this and um, it makes us come from this scarcity mindset yep and so I try to help people break down that lie and realize that God says we're enough that you know the Bible tells us that he chose us, we're chosen when we were broken. And so that we can't be any more loved than we already are right now. There's nothing we can do or accomplish or be that is any better than, um, or, or make us more deserving of love is, is what I should say. Um, and I also think this, this lie of not being enough, it kind of wires us to think that I'm broken and no one else is and I'm not enough. And I have to hide that because if I let other people see that they're not going to love me. And that's again, another lie. Spot on spot on. That is exactly, Oh my gosh, everything. That's everything The the not enough tells us those things. It's like, yeah, only I'm not enough. Everybody else is just like what you said. And that's why I tried to, you know, even in this podcast, the whole point is showing people that they are not the only ones that feel this way so that they can be empowered and like, oh, wait, it's not, it's not really as this thing that I need to hide. And yeah. the more that we open up and we share, the more help we're going to find from each other, you know, just the support of, oh no, you know what? I have that too. And here's some tools that I, that I use you know, to help yeah. me to stay in the truth and live in the truth and not let the enemy lie to me, not let the world lie to me. Um, it's, it's funny. You said, you know, the world's always telling us we're not enough. And I think it was ex- just yesterday that I said that in my group, mm-hmm. I said, the world's constantly pushing this pressure on us. Like, you're not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. And it will never tell you that you're enough. But with God today, you're already enough. You're more than enough because your identity is in Christ. Like he's made you enough. And so nothing can take that away. Mm-hmm. Nothing can take that away. No matter how many times we fall down, skin or knees, whatever, um, nothing can take away that enoughness, if you will, because of Christ and what he's done. 
And when we accept that, then God accepts us. And we can have oh, that. so good. We can have that one-on-one amazing relationship with him that really changes everything. It changes yeah. our perspective. Um, it just, it, yeah, it just changes the way you see the world. And, you know, it says that he'll um, always give us like a way out of temptation. And he's always going to equip us with everything that we need. And so those are the truths that we need to hang on to in those times of doubt or those times where we're feeling like we're not enough again. Wait, wait, in Christ, I am enough. Like, that's it. Like, there's nothing else I need to do, like you were saying. So I love that. Well, and and it also has just a sense of perfectionism. And when we actually are believing that we're not enough, it creates this like, this angst inside of us, this hustle. Mm. I have to hustle to go, to go be something quick, like go ahead and do it now. And I, 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 I mean, I experienced this even in, in, in our, my line of work, or if I see other people doing, you know, writers that are maybe making their way more quickly than me, or they're doing all the things I feel like, Oh, I have to do all the things. Right. But it's, it's, I've learned God has pulled, told, pulled me aside and, caused me to slow down and said, Rachel, first of all, you're not wired this way. If you keep hustling, you're going to lose yourself and you lose sight of what's important. And there have been so many times, especially, I mean, even in this pandemic where people are trying to do the pandemic correctly, or you have to make the beer of ourselves come out ahead from Mm -hmm. this. And for me, it's actually been a time for him to say, no, I want you to slow down and come, come back to me and yes. rest, have silence and solitude with me, go out on your nature walks and find the, you know, the, the little gems that are awaiting you each day. It helps ground me into this, into the present moment. And when I'm in the present moment with God, I, I remember that I'm, I am already complete. And then it, yes. from that place, then I can actually be more productive and I can bring forth the gifts he wants me to bring forth because I'm not trying to strive or attain worth from it. It's just, it's something that's flowing through me from him. Yes. Yes. Again, see, this is how I knew we were soul sisters. I like (laughs) every single thing you said, same. I agree. (laughs) I really do. Oh, it's crazy. Um, so you shared with me that God led you on a journey of redemption to unlearn all the limiting beliefs that perfectionism offers and helped you rediscover the person God created you to be. So I, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but maybe you can give some personal examples of, you know, what sort of limiting beliefs did he make you aware of? Like mm. I said, we, we might've touched on some, but you can expound or give examples. I think one that sticks out and it's a huge message of mine is I try to, to tell people and encourage them to be themselves, no matter what that is, that there is no wrong way to be. And I think one of the lies that a lot of us have been, that we just grow up believing is that we need to fit in to belong, that we need to gain acceptance by looking like everyone else or being what they want us to be. And it's so sad because I I just look back on my years and I I have such compassion for that younger Rachel because she was always looking to others and looking outside of herself for someone to tell her it felt like everyone else had it figured out. And I was missing that key piece of information. And so I, I tried to just sit back and 
pretend and be like, I, okay, I just have to follow the cues from everyone else. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was a lot of, okay, well, that person, she has friends. How can I be like her so that I can also be accepted? And you start to almost wear these masks that yeah. you, you pick them up, not knowing you're even doing it. Um, you know, you're told to good grades are a great thing. Okay. I'm going to do that. Well, you should be, girls are supposed to be quiet and follow the rules and you need to be the good girl. And so there's the, these different hats that we, that we wear and we think, I mean, I think of it now, I look at it as almost like a, I call it on my website, the like Mrs. Potato Head, where I'd like take the pieces I didn't like, or I thought people didn't like about me. Mm-hmm. And I would discard them and try to pick up ones that, that would be more admired. And in the process, looking back in hindsight, I can see that I started to lose touch with who I was. And mm-hmm. I was becoming someone that I thought people wanted me to be instead of stepping into the gift of what God has made me because he has something unique for me. So mm-hmm. I think, I think our journey is a lot of times is kind of unlearning the things like that, that tell us that we need to fit in and trying to dig inward and say, wait a minute, what, what actually brings fire under my, my booty and like what makes me come alive and what gifts yeah. do I have that make me different and just mm-hmm. embracing those. Yes. And same because, um, well, and I'll even admit that I'll catch myself sometimes doing that where I know mm-hmm. I'm seeking like, am I good? Are we okay? Mm-hmm. Like, am, do you accept me? Like, am I okay? D- did I make the mark? You know? Yes. Uh, and it's, it's, so, it's such a long time habit that it's like a, this automatic thing. But, you know, now I can recognize it way quicker. I mean, the more you practice it and the more aware you become, the easier it is to see. And I'll be like, you know what, Vanessa? Right now, you need to just keep your mouth shut and pray because you're already accepted. And it doesn't matter what so-and-so's thinking. And the thing that you think they're thinking, you probably just made up in your head. And it's probably a lie from the enemy. And you're probably, like, they probably love the pieces out of you. You know, like, but- yes. So I'll stop, I'll like resist. I'll be like, no, don't even speak it. Don't do that again. You've done that for most of your life. Cut it out, (laughs) you know? Yes. Affirm the truth right now. Who does God say you are? Are you accepted by God? Okay, then I'm fine, you know? Um, And so, yeah, it's just funny because I still do it. I still do it, even though I know better. And even though I'm like, no, don't do that to other people. I'll still catch myself doing it. Um, you know, that's even, that's just one of the big, big lies too, that I had 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 to work through and still work through. I think it's a continual process. This whole, I am as good as what other people think this having to please other people and make sure that we're keeping them happy. And, um, gosh, I just think First of all, I think what, what, I, what I would try to remind myself is that at the end of the day, what truly matters is what God thinks of me. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever that I'm accountable to what God, you know, put me on this earth for and how I live and the person I'm becoming, I don't need to please other people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a huge pressure that we face. All of us face this, this comparison and wanting to be liked. I think mm-hmm. it's just uh, one of our basic needs is to be loved, accepted, belong. And I think because we have all this messaging that tells us that we don't belong or we don't, we need to do certain things to be accepted and loved that it's no wonder that we face that lie, but it's just 
something that like you were saying, it's just a building in that habit of awareness and becoming aware of when you're talking down to yourself and when you're, when you're starting to click into that natural habit of caring about what other people think to bring yourself back. It's Mm -hmm. instead of judging yourself for it, but just being like, Oh, there I am again, doing that again. Okay. Now let's think differently. And you know, even in that, sometimes what will happen is I catch myself and then I get mad at myself because I messed up, you know, Mm. (laughs) and, uh, and then that doesn't help anything. And, uh, so then I'll, you know, I've tried to practice, okay, you know what? You need to be compassionate with yourself. God created you the way he wanted you. Even, even the things that you're working on, like God is glorified in them because you're giving yourself to him. You're surrendering yourself to him. So the thing I say, the things I'm struggling with, God is using for good, right? Yes. And so I need to yes. not beat myself up because whoops, you know, I, I was seeing if my husband still loved me, you know, like, hey, I did the dishes. Are you happy? You know, <laughs> I mean, yes. Something so silly, but it's, it's a real example of, and it is silly. Um, I did want to say this because I just read it the other day and I had learned this long ago. Well, I don't know if it's really true. It's a perspective, but I, I really like it. Um, and it's that God created us with that sense of wanting to be accepted and belong, but it was so that we would find him and, and find that acceptance in him and belong to him. And I thought, you know what? That is it. And the struggle is we live in a sinful world. You know, mm. we live in a world that is not of God. And so I think that is our struggle just right there, that we live in a place that is not our home. And mm-hmm. so once we find Jesus, right? Like once we accept him and we truly are like, okay, you know what? I want the life you gave me. I want that. Then I think the devil hits hard and, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, and he starts attacking you because he's like, oh man, this girl is going to make a difference for the kingdom. And I can't have that. Mm-hmm. And so then the kingdom, you know, I mean, not the kingdom, but the world becomes a very hard place to live. Yeah. And you find it very difficult to keep shining that light when it feels like everything's against you, you know, and I'm kind of going in a little direction here, but it was just something you said that made me think of that, you know, belonging and the accepting God put it in us because he wanted us to seek him. And not everybody does that. Well, and you know, you're, you're truly onto something when you were just saying um, how the enemy, enemy attacks, that it makes it difficult to shine the light. I think that's just something to keep in mind because I, you know, I feel like whenever I'm in the groove and I'm, I'm doing something that's passionate toward me, I can almost guarantee that I'm going to be facing struggle or hardship mm-hmm. or attacks in the, the days to come because he doesn't like us bringing, we're, we're winning back the territory that he's stolen from mm-hmm. God. And um, when we're speaking light and truth into the world, he's going to try to do his best to weasel his way into your, for, I personally think it's in your mind is oh, yeah. the best way to get into your, in, to, to just stalemate you and to, to say like, all right, it's time to give up. And Absolutely. I, I think just this weekend I experienced this and I just really, really, I 
recommend people to do this, that when they start to feel discouraged like that, to, instead of just thinking through or, or shaming yourself for feeling that way or getting caught up in the feelings, to literally say them out loud, say the opposite, speak. I like to grab my phone mm-hmm. and I, I do this silly thing. I, I have, do, I don't know if you're familiar with Marco Polo. It's a oh, an I app love on Marco our phone. <laughs> I I created my own channel to myself so that when, you know, when I feel my inner critic or something attacking, I will speak truth to myself. I may even start to just kind of speak truth. This is how I'm feeling. This is like, I'm really discouraged oh right now. But in that moment, it's like almost a prayer with God, but it's being recorded. And I have so many pieces of evidence now where I can go back and see how God has spoken through those moments and brought me back to like that solid ground. And, and it's also just this little video diary of the things that I've faced and how I've overcome. And it helps me in those moments when I'm feeling completely underwater attacked. And I said, I'm insignificant. I don't have, I don't matter. And all the things that the enemy tries to tell us. Oh my goodness. I, I I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. It's so funny again. And I, I do that. I speak out loud a lot. I find mm, that it, mm-hmm. for me, when I speak the truth out loud, um, it's helpful to my brain. Like it's helpful more to my mind than when yes. I just think it because yes. there's too many thoughts going on. Like there's the good side and then there's the lie and they're like <laughs> yes. fighting in my head. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> and then I just speak it out. Yeah. And um, something that I have become very practiced in, and I do it like seriously, I've already probably done it three times today, is I rebuke Satan in the name of yes. Jesus. Like, ah, 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 get away from me with that. Nuh-uh. That's a lie. I'm not listening to that. Here's the truth. And then I tell the truth. And um, so I just, oh my gosh, I just love it. I love it so much. I, I like to think of it like what helped me is just because you kind of, when you're being you're attacked and you're feeling really deflated. It, it's almost like you're the one that's being punched and kicked and you're kind of crumpled, crumpled over. Mm-hmm. And I like to, there was this moment I was sitting in my kitchen when I was, I was just going through a really hard time a couple years ago. And I remember God just giving me this vision of like this sneering little snickering Satan that I can't see, like pointing his finger laughing at me. And in that moment, I just was like, wait a minute. I'm on the winning side here. I have Mm -hmm. power in Christ. And to just, it gave me this more warrior stance and just gave me that power to be able to rebuke and just say, no way. Mm -hmm. Nice try. I'm not believing that. Well, it's funny because I have a little visual in my head. Um, Mm -hmm. This little Satan, you know, this little (laughs) Satan. And when I rebuke him, he has to run away. Oh, I love that. And he runs away. And I'll even tell him like, I know you'll be back, but right now you're going away. Like, bye-bye. Yeah. And, um, and, but I was going to say too, when you said you feel like really ignited and fired up, you know that an attack's going to come soon. Same. Oh my goodness. I can feel it. And then I go, it's okay. God has equipped you. You're already, like you said, you're on the winning side because God wins. And if God mm-hmm. wins, then I win. And there's nothing I need to fear. And I'm just going to keep going. And if I get tired and if I get weary, you know what I'm going to do? Rest in the arms of Jesus. That's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I just, this is such a great conversation. I love it. (laughs) I just love it. Um, 
So I have a question for you that I was really excited to ask because you, you might have something planned to say and you might have to think of it now, but I think for the listeners, it'll be really great way to show a, like an, an affirmation, right? So mm. who does God say that you are today? You know, I think it's something that I have to be continually reminded by him, Mm -hmm. but it is that I have nothing to prove. I am okay. I am loved. I'm accepted. And I think because of that perfectionistic background that I have in the many years I spent striving, it was this affirmation of striving like give that up. It's abiding over striving, abide with me, seek me, be with me. And I just feel it's, it's almost like there's this lie that if we don't strive and we don't push ourselves, that we're not going to accomplish anything. We're going to miss out on our purpose. We're not going to bring anything to the world. And it's, it's such a lie because when we abide in Christ and we find him, when I spend every single morning, with him, it's like I'm reminded who I am mm-hmm. in him. And then I just have this energy that comes forth. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, the things that I, I can't plan what I'm going to write. If I, if I'm circling and I don't know what to do, I just have to spend time with God. And it's like, it flows for me. I can't even stop it from coming. It's just, mm-hmm. it's that reminder of, I have nothing to prove. All I need to do is spend time with him and I will find my way back to who I am. And from there I can then bring the gifts that he wants me to bring to this world. Yes. So good. So good. Love that. Um, So Rachel, how can we support you and where can we connect with you? So you mentioned already, my website is, has all houses, most of my writings, um, rachelstgermain.com. And I just recently started toying around with YouTube. So you can also find me, just my name, Rachel St. Germain. I have this new channel that I'm playing around with called Unmasked. And it's just really trying to help people break down these lies that we're believing about ourselves and just to help people learn how to silence their inner critics and work through their emotions and just build emotional resilience really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also find me on Instagram. That's my main place that I love to hang out. Rachel St. Germain. And it also, I feed a lot of the stuff that I share onto Facebook as well. It's St. Germain is my author page, but um, Instagram is really where I like to geek out and, and <laughs> share pictures and words and all that fun stuff. That is fun. I need to follow you on there. I've only seen you on Facebook and oh, I, yeah. I hang out on Instagram as well. So we need to connect there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's been such a great time talking with you. Thank you again so much for being oh, here and sharing with us. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Seriously. I, I'm like all you fired said, up. Soul Sisters. Yes. <laughs> I am. I'm like, woo! <laughs> I, and I think when uh, this is aired, people are definitely going to hear the excitement in my voice because I know I can, I can hear it. Like when I get excited, my voice changes. <laughs> <laughs> and I get a lot louder. So I'm sure this is going to be a loud episode. <laughs> but thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Vanessa.
Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.